and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now, it's Welcome, everyone, to the Circle of Debate and Circle of Debate Championship on the Line and EYR podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is the moderator, the deepest one I've been seeing. And of course, I'm here with the host, with the most, the director, the one that directs you all the way everywhere, and especially to watch this or if you're listening to it, ladies and gentlemen. Your host, the director, the one and only Chris Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen. And we got course. the black tank top memo, so we are styling, profiling, and um. I think coach is just me in like five years. So, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I have the gray one on right now. So, so. Nice. there we go. <laughs> well, USC 276 is in the books. Um, it's in the books. That's for sure. It wasn't a disappointment. I think it was exciting where we predicted it would be exciting, and it was not exciting where I think we thought it would not be exciting. A couple of disappointments, a couple of uh, exciting finishes and i can't wait to talk about our picks and who was right who was wrong absolutely of course the man who brings that rage in that cage ladies and gentlemen or the phenomenal one the phenomenal one coach rage and that is right we are here today to go ahead and give our recap for ufc 276 of course ida sanya versus kanier bokonowski versus holloway three and I'm gonna go ahead. But before I pass it to the host, the Modest Brothers are not here today. But uh, the director has her scores up for see who is and still or new Tapology World Champion. So I'm gonna go ahead and pass it on to the director. Take it away. I, don't, I think I think we should have new rules. If they're not here, they don't get their 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 picks don't count. <laughs> I want the episode where I'm not here, and you guys do apply that rule to me. So I do think that is only fair. We always um, apply that rule to you, whether you're here or not, though. That's right. <laughs> hey, man, you know, you got you to keep it balanced and fair somehow. Um, but I can't. I can't just real quickly run over what they did. They did get both of them got their predictions in, so I can just read those off real quick. Um, who is this, Richard? Um, Richard had O'Malley by TKO, Lawler by submission round two. Okay. <laughs> uh, Pereira by decision, Holloway by decision, Adesanya by KO round three. I, the only one that he got right out of that entire list, or only two were Pereira and Adesanya. Um, the outcomes of those were wrong, but he got two right. His total was six of 12 on the total card with a score of – 340 points total. Um, that's based on the entire card prediction that we put in. Let's get to Alex. He had O'Malley by TKO round one. Lawler by decision. Strickland by decision. Okay, buddy. Uh, Volkanovski by decision. Adesanya by KO round two. Uh, he got the Adesanya and Volkanovski uh, fights right, giving him a score of... 425. So far, he is in the lead. Ivan, you're next, buddy. How do you think you did? <laughs> I'll, I'll, hold on. 
before you you answer this shit, I'm gonna be. What the hell did you? Oh, not that one. No, it ain't that one. Fuck. No, it's this. One. I cannot believe this shit. That's <laughs> that was me because this was the worst picks ever for me because oh man, highly. But you want let's, let's get into the card before we even talk about that. Let's just get into the card. <laughs> Man, there's there's nothing for me to but horrible. I just wanted to say, but just take it away, host. Take it away. Take it away. I mean, what do you want to talk about? We got um, a pretty exceptionally decent prelim and early prelim card. Um, heart goes out to Miss Jessica Rose Clark. That is two broken arms in a row. Um, it just I feel bad. That's that sucks, man. I don't know if it was. A left arm than a right arm, or if it was both right arm, both left arm. Uh, I hope they don't cut her that soon. She's a better fighter than those losses reflect. But again, all that matters is what happens in the cage. Yeah, but so you got two broken arms. She had ACL reconstruction, and she's she's on a two two loss streak. Uh, yeah, and that last loss was not too long ago. Yeah, um, it back to back. It was. Uh, in July, that was a month ago, and I yeah. no, sorry, no, no, sorry, February, my bad. I mean, um, I, 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 don't I, I don't know if it was the same arm both times. You know, a good jujitsu technician can pull it off on either arm. So yeah, I don't know, but the thing is, I really like her. I, I really like her, but uh, there comes a time where you have to make grown-up choices. You got to make decisions, right? And uh, things are not going well. She keeps getting injured what what realistic chances she have the risk of injury re-injuring the acl re-injuring the arm is very high the yeah, risk she also, of she also broke her forearm in a win uh yeah, um, yeah right go back and find out she threw a spinning back forearm page it was the page and zam fight which was you know four years ago i think that was the fight but i mean like it's yeah. just unfortunate series of events yeah so I I would advocate that you know she she's having some success on social media she's she's charming she's talented she should start another career in another direction this one's there's not there's not much left here for her there's a lot of danger there's a lot of risk there's not a whole lot of chance of success but right. yeah and uh, let's see, the last fight. Cowboy retired. Cowboy did retire. I kind of did see that coming. Um, it was about time. We, I think we all said it last week that it was. Yeah, it's past due. It's, it's past due. And I'm glad he went out. Not how he planned to go out, but at least put the hat down, the gloves off, walked away towards the sunset. You know, I, there's nothing we could talk bad about Cerrone. One yeah. of the future Hall of Famer. And. Yep. He's done it all. And him taking fights even on a week notice or less than a week notice, man, this guy is, you know, Cerrone's done it all, man. I Kudos to him and wish him nothing but the best for his retirement. And I hope, you know, he they hire him, have him backstage, do a backstage role, maybe, you know, commentating, maybe for fight nights or, you know, anything, you know, for Cerrone because, you know, he gave all his heart to the UFC. So I'm hoping that, they give, you know, Dana White gives them an opportunity, to, you know, to work in the UFC somehow backstage as, you know, as an analyst or anything. I just wish him the best. And I'm glad that he at least 
this time call it quits because I think he knew already that if he wasn't going to call yeah. it quits, Dana White was going to cut him regardless. He was going to you know, yeah. say, sorry, goodbye. That's it. I give you your chance. You got to go. So, I mean, and I'm his, glad that he got it. In his exit interview, he said he was going to go be a movie star. And he, he's coming out. He's got two films coming up that he's already done uh, that are coming out. <clears throat> so, you know, I think he's looking at that uh, as, as a possible. I, I tell my fighters all the time, MMA is not a career. MMA is an opportunity to create other opportunities. The, the pay structure is such there's no retirement. There's a, it's, it's, it's a gamble. And if you play it right, you use the opportunity to create better opportunities. What is going on? Chosen one. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Yeah, Joseph I feel like he was going to retire on a win also, um, which I would have loved to have seen happen. Um, much love brother (laughs) miller is a beast and this career resurgence that he's having is is, it's amazing um and to get his revenge on cerrone who essentially finished him twice in one fight in their first fight and to Mm. take the title of most wins in ufc Mm -hmm. and to to essentially retire cowboy it was like triple feathers in the new cowboy hat for him for sure uh, there you go. I personally think that Cowboy is a better fighter than actor, but he's getting paid fat stacks of cash, and there is no complaints on this end. That's right. But yes, man, uh, kudos to Cerrone. Oh, Kobe. And here's, I'll pay your tribute here, Cerrone, because I mean, and this is how you went, man. You just you went out. There you go. I mean, kudos to you, man. It just great career. I cannot wait. He better be in the Hall of Fame next year. He should oh, yeah, be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, I've been watching Cowboy since he was on the Tap Out show with Mask and Charles Lewis, where it was basically So You Want to Be a Fighter, but like 2006 edition, where we found out about the story behind his shorts, where he never washed his shorts. His grandma kept his, uh, his like, would buy him a new hat every show. And then when the UFC was like, you need to wash your shorts, his grandma, like, cut out a piece of those old shorts and hit him stitched inside of his new shorts every time. Like, that is how long I've been watching Cowboy. Through the WEC, through UFC. Fought three times a year, every year for 12 years, except for last year. It's insane. Yeah, um, yeah so it's been a long, hard road for that guy, and he deserves to ride off into the sunset. Absolutely. All my Western puns have been used. That's right. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so take it away, director. Let's get into the main card, baby. Yeah. Um, real quick, I'll do that, but I want to say it's just fucking how good did Jalen Turner look? Jesus Christ. I I I kind of picked him. I think I picked him to win that fight, uh, but I didn't think he was gonna do it in less than a minute with a submission against oh. a oh. uh, that was a, ridiculous. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Here. And Rydell is a beast, he yeah. is good. And Jalen just brought, was like, what, what, what am I seeing? It was awesome. And the killer instinct to crack him on the feet with hands and then another hand and then on a scrambled takedown to get the guillotine and not like resort to anything but the finish. A lot of guys were like, oh, I like how I'm winning this fight. I'm just going to keep doing that. He took every opportunity to get that out of, uh, out of, out, out of the judge's hands. I mean, it was, it was fast. And Riddell, awesome. I don't. Let me see Riddell's uh, record real quick. Ten and three, and that's only his second loss. I mean, in a row in the UFC. So, yeah, 
Yeah, just just crazy. Up and come. That whole division needs to watch that kid for sure because he, Kevin Holland, Anthony in Chiqui, all those guys are just fucking the future of the sport for sure. Um, cool. Let's go to my predictions, which I have right here. Um, I've been. Oh, let's go to Ivan first. Ivan, your your predictions. I'm sorry, man. You you dodged it. You got me all confused, man. <laughs> These you're are not like, the predictions you're looking for. Yeah. She, no, she, I was she, not. It, it, I had him up. I'm sorry, man. Okay, so we don't really need to talk about the O'Malley fight, but I mean, raise your hand if you think Pedro was faking the eye injury. I saw. The it post. was. Oh my god. Thank no, you. Right? Okay, yeah. Fucking casuals, man. Okay, that Grizz. I, I just wanted that Grizz. I just wanted that Grizz because that pisses me off. Like he fucking got away with that shit. I'm sorry, Munoz. I'm sorry. Who, what are we? What are we saying here? What do you? What's your? What's your position? Munoz got away with faking the eye injury. No, it, like I'm just saying. So post fight, what he mentioned is like, oh, I don't, I don't, forget it. There's nothing that that fight. Ish, oh my god, just. Well, I'm trying to figure, figure well, out. Do you that's, have a, that's a very coherent uh, position that you've presented there. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I was talking oh, about the first fight. Use your the, words. The first fight. I'm talking about uh, Munoz I mean, uh, and uh, O'Malley. Yes. I'm saying that I, I think is, I think he could have could have continued, but unfortunately, he did not. I mean, I'm, I'm not seeing the picture from the. I saw the picture. I know, I know, I saw it. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Five Clips. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what is the motivation? Yeah. So Sensei Claycomb just said, "What? What motivate? First of all, Pedro's won that. Pedro won the first round. It wasn't even. It wasn't." It was close, but it wasn't a blowout enough for Pedro to even want to find the exit or for O'Malley to create an exit for him losing either. Exactly. I, Although I it, was, it was just – I know there was a low blow early in the first round from O'Malley, yep. and then the yep. thing, I think those were unintentional fouls. Um, I, think I, I, is- I question how unintentional they are. Uh, O'Malley is a scumbag, and he's reckless. So he can't, he can't fight in the pocket. And he can't fight on the ground, so he's he's trying to keep the distance. Uh, just, I don't oh. know how. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. And you, yeah, the rematch. I don't know how unintentional it was. Yeah, I, I know yeah. what you're saying. I know he was. He, was he wasn't. With he wasn't trying to end the fight with an eye poke, but right. he was. No, it was. He was no. trying to manipulate the fight with an eye yeah. poke and a groin kick, right. um, yeah. which is actually fairly common tactics in MMA <laughs> on unintentional fouls. Yeah. Add up. They add up and they change, they change the fight. Yeah. Um, so make sure you have a good cup. If you're going to compete. Diamond yeah. MMA. I don't know. I'm just kidding. They don't sponsor yeah. Right. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Plug sponsor here. Yeah. So uh, sensei Claycomb agrees, right? Also both, both, uh, Sensei Claycomb and I know Pedro personally, right? Uh, and that's just not in his character. That's not that's not how he that's not how he rolls. Um, I think, I've never seen anything like that from Pedro just as a as a fan. So, right. Uh, I hope they book the rematch. Um, I actually don't want to see the rematch. Okay. From from the first round, from what I saw, eh. Let someone else fuck up uh, O'Malley. 
Okay, Ooh, cool. Yeah, give him Cody. Fuck <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 you ever see that double KO, I think, from Cage Rage from like 2012 where they both hit left hooks and they both got knocked out? I want that to happen if O'Malley fights Garbrandt. That would be the that would be best. That, I, I can agree with that. That would be fun. Sick. That'd be fun. And see, with with Cody and Skittles, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who wins. Because either one of them losing is fun. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's my cat in the background. He's I, saying I he's saying he, I shouldn't he's, he's taking exception with me calling him Skittles. He says I should have some respect. He gets in the cage. He does his work. Um, also, can you guys hear my air conditioner? Or is this nope. okay? Okay, good. I'm going to leave it on. Sweet. Uh, next fight of the night, you had Lawler by decision. That was not the outcome we all wanted. <laughs> uh, I thought we were going to go all around. <laughs> no, we're just picking on you, Ivan. Yeah, See, that's that, good. That, Pick brother, on me because the, the brothers aren't here, yeah. so you get all the ire. I, ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. <sighs> yes, I was sad, disappointed. Uh this is what you saw me the whole when I was watching them. Just fucking. Oh, why, Lawler? Why? <laughs> <sighs> I'm, I, I, I mean, I know Lawler. He did his best. That's all I can say. I mean, I agree with that. <laughs> that's all I can say. He did his best. I mean, there's really, you know, we already. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, he he dominated the fight, man. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, in the second, in the first round, you know, Brian dominated overall, and then even the second round, it just, I don't know. Lawler did not have no chance, in my opinion. I thought he had the opportunity, but it was an unfortunate. And I think that's another one who should um, should retire, should consider retiring. Uh, where are the bunk bed brothers? <laughs> They're not here this evening. They're not here. Uh, but they, they were so embarrassed about their picks and how they predicted the endings of the fights. They couldn't. They couldn't bring themselves to be on on with us tonight. So I feel that. <laughs> I guess. But, he had but they'll, they'll be back. It'll be okay. We can make fun of them then. Yes. <laughs> but man, yeah, Lawler should consider retiring. I think this should. I think there's nothing left to prove, in my opinion. He's done it all already, and he has a he had a fantastic career. I mean, I don't know what else could he ask for, but this fight proves that just like what happened with Sproni, he should retire. So yeah, I think if if uh, if I can speak to that, uh, what. First of all, I predicted that Lawler would would lose. Uh, as I said, there's two undefeated fighters. There's Mother Nature and Father Time. Yes. That's it. This is a game of millimeters and milliseconds. And you, it's really, really difficult to see the slippage, to see that you're not quite as sharp. And as you get older, you get more stubborn the ego stays just as big, um, but your physical capacity diminishes over time. And there, man, there's a shelf life to this game. And I wish more fighters, especially at the higher levels, I wish they would leave on top 
and leave with more of their health and faculties in place uh, and, and not take so much risk, not take so much damage. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, I even agree with what, you know, Joseph Clayton said, you know, it, it goes to show that any given moment at the fight can change direction. Momentum, both fighters were getting hit in the head multiple yeah. times. Yes, durability Joe, showed with age. And that's that. That's absolutely true. Like Lawler yes. is way more skilled, way better, but he didn't he didn't have the durability he used to have, and he doesn't have the power that he used to have. No, doesn't have the speed that he used to have. He's got the skill, he's got the talent, he's got the grit, but the physical attributes and the athleticism it it fades away with time. Yes, indeed. Father time Father still time. undefeated. That's right. <laughs> Cool. Next fight of the night. You had Sean Strickland by decision. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Damn. That's <laughs> what I was. What's the name of that Ariana Grande album? Thank you, next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I am so happy that I have no idea what that comment means. Like, no idea. Like, <laughs> Over Grappa's head, I'm okay with that. I don't even. You're only 43, Con. I'm 52, but um, <laughs> is that a is that a Starbucks? Yes, it is. It is absolutely a Starbucks reference. You are correct. Yeah, Jesus, Grande. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, see what I see what we did there, Chris. We took the spotlight off of his He thinks that we forgot that he picked Strickland by decision. By decision, Oh, yes. no! I, I haven't forgotten. Did you see that the I rest didn't... of the world did not we, see? We, what I was expecting <laughs> from Strickland was to know that, obviously, you're fighting a, a kickboxer who's an assassin. You are a, a jiu-jitsu fighter, and you did not even – you dared to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. That's a big no-no. You don't do not take that. I get it that you wanted to test it out. Guess what, my friend? That test did not come very lightly because you got knocked out. And I was hoping for Strickland to at least, at least do some type of ground type of move. Nothing was done. He tested him toe to toe. It was very disappointing to see Strickland do that. Did not expect that, in my opinion. I expected more. I expected more. Okay, let's. Knowing his, you know, obviously knowing Alex Pereira's background, we know that. I would assume that Strickland, okay, you watch his tapes, you've seen his fights and, you know, kickboxing, you should have, you know, strategized something. Didn't seem to me he did it. And he tested Pereira, you know, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, stand up, and he, he paid the price for it. And now, just like what you said last week, Coach, we're going to get the fight that you uh, – they. That it's a story. So this is the reason why this is happening. And now we're seeing already Pierre in the rankings. He's already there. He's already number six. He's already in the rankings already. I, I think he should be incredible. higher. Unranked to like, I don't know what he was ranked after his first yes. fight in the UFC. Agreed, to, Joseph. To, to six. You know, officially to six, you know. But yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it just, I did not expect that at all from Strickland. I don't know what his coaches was telling him either. So I just... 
He doesn't listen to his coaches. Yeah. I, I know I know him personally. He doesn't listen to his coaches. Yeah. Actually, he said he gave advice to a young fighter of mine. He said, I stopped listening to my coaches and my life got so much better. Well direct quote from uh why did they Strickland. even come to the ring with him then? Or cage. That's yeah. Right, exactly. Because you get paid. Does that's he, what, that's how you he, get paid. Is he training at the Marvin Vittori camp of ignoring professional coaches? Or <laughs> <laughs> too soon? Or no? <laughs> look, look what happens to Vittori, to BJ Penn, even who has, in my opinion, hands down one of the best coaches, at least in the, in the hands. Um, not only the Marinoviches at one point, but Jason Perillo, who can work and wonders Ken, for their career, and, and he Kenny was ignoring Johnson. Perillo. BJ Penn, BJ Penn's wrestling coach was Kenny Johnson. Yeah, like, I mean, not to get too off track, but in that last BJ Penn versus Frankie Edgar fight, he straight up was like, Perillo was like, I don't know what was wrong with that fucking guy. Like, he doesn't <laughs> know anything we were saying. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know enough to, I mean, I'm going to assume that's a bad idea. So it's not yeah. to the guys. But I think, I think this is actually good for Strickland. He like a way okay. in a way sense of the word. No, no. Oh, okay. In in a career trajectory, uh, in a career tra trajectory sense of the word, right? Right. He if if we watch the pressers, right? He's developing a fan base, much the same way the Diaz brothers did. Right. He it's his personality. It's it's his rhetoric. It's. He says things that people are thinking that they don't dare say, right? Um, he got into under under Izzy's skin, and Izzy started barking back. And Strickland says, "Ah, settle down, you'll break a nail." Funny. So, <laughs> so that is how Sean has still he has a career, and he's going to fight because people want to see him fight. But as far as like the actual title shot track, he he's gone up as he's he's made the rise as far as he can actually go. Uh, he has, you know, he he's gone as far as he can with his style and his skill set, and so now he's shown that he's a company man. He has. He has the audience. He has the fan base, and now he can do the the T the Diaz tour of get some money fights, give me some entertaining fights, uh, and then make some bank and uh, and then retire. But and, and here's the thing too that I'm reading right now: his quote of Strickland before this fight ever happened. He's like, so this is literally purely just a ploy by U by UFC. Putting him against somebody who likes to strike to potentially get him an easy shot. So UFC, I applaud you, but I might fucking wrestle. No, you didn't. You did not. You did not fucking wrestle. You stand up toe to toe with him. That's with with your hands down by your chest. Yes. Oh my walking God. punches improperly, standing oh, flat footed. You, you know, oh, if God. I were if I were conspiracy theory oriented one might say it looked like he got paid to do that but uh yeah i know there's i do not want to go to that route because i love the ufc i love mma period i 
just please not know. I don't want it to happen. Like, don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to speak about it because I I know everyone. Yeah, and it might be true. So yeah, I could get myself in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what I have, man. That's all I have for this fight. It's just so, so such a disappointment from Strickland himself, especially. It just, what the hell were you doing? What the hell were you doing? That's what I'd say for that fight. All right. Uh, Holloway versus Volkanovski, part three. <sighs> Holloway, uh, Holloway. Holloway by decision is what you predicted. We got what everyone down. predicted. Yeah. that's what well, I Oh, he should have hauled away all right because I was. A, this is another fight too. That, you know, another disappointment. That I was hey, yo, even, what the fuck? I, I was literally that way. We did not see the Holloway Volkanovski too. We did not see that at all in this fight. I don't know what the hell he was doing either. Bokanovsky, and mind you, Holloway has the, the, the reach advantage and did not take advantage of that. And Bokanovsky dominated, all for me, all five rounds. Mm -hmm. He dominated every single round, and Holloway did not do a damn thing. And, of course, I mean, he has, you know, yes, timing, absolutely agreed. Timing and speed. But, I mean, it just, I don't. I don't know what was in Holloway's mind that night. It didn't seem the same. And like then this time, I mean, Volkanovski shut him up. Even like even after the fight, tell him, "Oh yeah, you want to keep bullying me? Well, fuck off. Here, I'll hit you four. You give me two, I'll hit you with four. You know." And Volkanovski, I mean, he already proved himself already in that division. I mean, he already mentioned in the post fight that he wants to move up anybody, and you know so. Screw it. I'll book him in Oliveira. Fuck it. Book it. I would book that. So, and yeah, look, I see Volk is the truth, man. Yeah, respect. But, yeah, at his own game, absolutely. He did beat him on his own game. So, that's another – I didn't expect – I expected better from Holloway, but I didn't see none of that. Like, it, yeah, just, so, it was such a disappointment for me, too. The question, the question I have is, did Volk get that much better, or is Max – is Holloway slipping? I is think he, uh, for me, Volkanovski is got much better, but I expected Holloway to try to up to par close to his level. So, so it's and did. it's and not or. So Volkanovski did get that much better, and Max is slipping. Yes. Yeah. Yes, correct. That's what that's what happened. So I mean, it's it's like I said, it's unfortunate. You know, I, I felt like Holloway also was too predictable. And was, well, yeah. And Coach froze. Oh, Coach no. Yeah, he did. He All froze. Right, Making sure that wasn't my, my end. <laughs> That's just what he looks like. Do you think Bogle was in his head? I think he was. I think Bogle also got it to his head. I feel – I'll talk about it when it's my turn, but let's get Coach back in here. Um, I don't know if you want to DM him to reset his shite. <laughs> Hopefully he can reset. But yes, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, I'm not yeah, it's just such a disappointment. I just didn't expect that. It was just wow. Okay, yeah, it looks like he'll be back in, ladies and gentlemen. He just oh, yeah. had cool. technical difficulties. Yep. Yes. That can happen. That can happen. It is the interwebs, and we use dial up AOL. It's just as where it is. Uh, all righty. Uh, well, then let's move on to your main event prediction, Adesanya versus Jared Kenanier. You had Adesanya by TKO round three. 
Uh, it went to all five, and it went all five pretty easily for uh, the champ, Izzy, Twitch, Adesanya. What did you see in there that made you think? Did you think that a KO was possible at all? Did you think that was exactly the fight Izzy should have had? I felt like he could have had, yeah, he could have had that fight because, I mean, there were a kind of opportunities that he not only just Cannoneer slipped out on, but I think uh, Adesanya could have had the upper hand and knocking him out, I think. And by I, for me, by the third round, actually by the second round, it looked like for me, it, it's just there was Cannoneer was getting a little bit tired. He just looked at it to me by the second, you know, close to the like middle of the second round. And by the third and fourth and fifth, I mean, I think Adesanya had his opportunities to actually knock him out. And so did Cannonier too. Cannonier too, he tried to, you know, take him down. That didn't work. I you know. But Cannonier also had opportunities. And and he was closing in, knowing that Adesanya has, you know, the reach advantage as well. But, yeah. you know, I got to give kudos to Cannonier. He had his opportunities too of coming in and, you know, doing damage. And, he did a couple of punches here and there that he, he, he caught, you know, Izzy. But I think Izzy could have done better. But I, I just didn't exp- – I, I don't know. didn't expect it to end it in – to end his way as, you know, as all five rounds. I really expected Izzy to come on in and uh, and do damage. But, unfortunately, he didn't. So, I mean, yeah. But I got to give him props, though. I mean, he did come out, of course. There you go. Like. The Undertaker. That's right. He did. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. And he also didn't allegedly know that Vince would be in the audience. So that is also a double cool thing. I mean, it's hey, not pal, I'm right here. I, yeah, I don't really care much about Vince, but I mean, it was cool that he was there, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, but this guy was there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, that was really funny, by the way. Um, welcome back. We missed you. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. It's all good, man. I was like, is this the 10 days of darkness? <laughs> I was getting all excited. And, nah, just power surge in my neighborhood, I guess. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to tell me what neighborhood it is, but if it's near me, then I might have to be careful. Um, uh, I'm in Hollywood, Franklin Village. Oh, cool. So I can see your house from my house because I'm on Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you, know where that, you know where the big letters are? I'm right next to that. No, I'm just definitely kidding. Um, Ivan, so you had four out of 12 on the total card, correct? And a score of 225, putting you in dead last. Man, that that was the most, oh my God. Horrible. Horrible. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm dead last because I never do the tapology thing. No, if, if you, when you agree with me, I feel like I win so many points, dude. I'm just like, wow. All right, cool. He does have the best walkout for entertainment factor. I don't think that he has the best walkout in the history of MMA. He is no um, Genki Sudo or Akihiro Gono. Right. Right. Look at this fucking noggin. Look at this. Yeah. Love it. Um, yep, de- de- definitely. He, definitely. He has the current best. De- uh, yeah. Current best in MMA on the active UFC roster. I mean, that's really not saying much, but yeah. God, every time yeah. you guys want to, every time someone brings up best entrances, the first thing I hear is the fucking tri- the the pride taiko drums. The I miss that. They line them all up at the top of the ramp like fucking Street Fighter, man. Oh, oh, Why? pride never dies, and neither do steroid contracts in the Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, you go. so. Um, so- 
Go ahead. What What you guys have? To, I I took a little break, a little internet. <laughs> I even basically uh, said that uh, Izzy could have finished the fight at any time he wanted to, but sort of didn't. And Ken Near got a few punches in, but not enough. Yeah, and Izzy won all five rounds. Is that basically yeah. what you said, Ivan? Uh, and did you guys say that yeah. Izzy? Is a little bitch, and it was fucking boring. And shame on him. Yeah, yes, thank you. Because I was okay. like, I'm getting around there. I got, I got my brain. <laughs> <of that sentence. laughs> but yes. So go ahead, awesome. director. Go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so for the first fight, obviously a non-issue, O'Malley versus Pedro. I talked about it. I, you know, I would like to. I don't know if I want to see a rematch now. Sometimes coach can sway my opinions, and I, I don't like a no contest. That's pretty much the only reason I want to see that, and that's it. Wait, wait, what? What? Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? You I don't like saying, the no. I don't like no. I don't like fights ending in a no contest. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't disagree that it should have been. Yeah, I it definitely was. Like it. I just don't like it when it ends that way. It, just, it sucks when it happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for Lawler and Barbarina, I had Lawler by decision, and this fight is the epitome of the meme. I ain't gonna lie, they had us in the first half, because this is the tale of two fights. Lawler was piecing him up in the first round. There's no, I was screaming the whole time. It was happening. Barbarina is tough. He withstood the best Lawler could throw, which is usually in the first round anyways. And he just out-toughed him. And Lawler gassed himself on the power and the fury. He was persistent with it, but it did start to fade. And soon as Barbarina found his timing and was like, oh shit, I got this. He was like a pit bull. He did not let go. Um, I know it was 12 years ago, so the age of Robbie really isn't relevant. But I just kept thinking of that Melvin Manoff fight back in Strikeforce where he was getting Lawler was getting his legs chopped in half, taking shots from one of the world's best kickboxers. It was only a matter of time before Manoff finished him. And as soon as he thought he was about to, Robbie hit him with the wildest right hook and dropped him, knocked him out. I thought that was going to happen. I was praying for it to happen. It did not. This is like five of six in Robbie's last um, fights that he lost. I don't know if he's going to retire after this, but I don't know what's next for him. I, I don't know if he's like, I'm still hungry. I don't know if he has contenders he still wants to put down. Um, but good night for Barbarina. And that was that was a wild time. It was a comeback. I definitely think that was a very brave comeback and a lot of heart from that kid to put out a former champ like that. And uh, I want to see what's next for him at 170. Pereira versus Strickland. I had Pereira by KO in round two. I was close. Um, that lead left hook is just dangerous. I watched that replay and I watched a bunch of highlights of Pereira from um, before MMA. And that's his finishing move. And it, it is, correct me if I'm wrong, it is a lead left hook, right? Like he kind of comes over the top and just, you almost don't see it coming because you don't expect the hook to be a finishing move from that position. Dan Hardy had one, um, but Dan Hardy isn't exactly known for being the world's best kickboxer, and this guy is. I did mention that Sean is a great street fighter who is not going to see the things a tactical kickboxer is going to throw at him, and I was right. Bad boy Strickland. Um, he was very humble in his Instagram post that happened, I think, immediately backstage, so I can appreciate that. But yeah, if he's not listening to his coaches, he has to, and I, I don't think there was anywhere he was going to be safe in that. Knowing that I know how good Pereira really is on the ground. I don't think his wrestling or jujitsu was going to help. And he said, fuck it. If I'm not going to win there, I might as well just try to beat him somewhere. I, I probably have a better chance on the feet, which it was pick your poison for that fight. Indeed. 
Uh, Holloway and, and, and sorry, go ahead. Str Strickland went out to use his words like a man. He, yeah. he stood and banged and and came out on and the losing end. But that's going to appeal to his his fan base already. Yeah, right? which he's going the way so, of the you know the Jorge Masvidal. He's like the new River. He's the nine hundred nine Street Jesus. <laughs> which I can appreciate that. Like I like that attitude when you win. And Strickland isn't exactly on a losing streak to make me question his entire career. This is like his first, second knockout ever, and his yeah, first yeah. in like his last six. So it's his uh, third knockout, though. Uh, okay. Um, but out of like 20 fights, right? Like, it's yeah, still yeah. Not, not a bad record. The dude does know what he's Who's doing. Who's the welterweight champion? Usman. Usman, Usman uh, knocked him out when he uh, shattered his orbital. Then the Capoeira boy did a big spinny. He does only have two knockouts, and it was not to Usman. That was the decision. Oh, that. Um, oh, okay. So he just shattered the the orbital, but didn't knock not. him out. Okay. His first knockout <laughs> was to the Capoeira guy, and I'm gonna love trying this one out. Eliseu Zaleski dos Santos, which what's, the Wi <laughs> what's um, that? I said, "What's the Wi-Fi password?" <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, and so yeah, I just had it up again. Where'd it go? 25 and four. That's not a bad record. That's better than Matt Hughes record. I mean, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, let's see what's next. Let's see where he is in the rankings. He's got plenty of life ahead of him. He's younger yeah, he's got him. a good career ahead of him. He's got yeah. a good fan base. He's, he's marketable. He, he plays the, the villain anti-hero pretty well. Uh, yeah. He's got a good career ahead of him. He's very entertaining. I remember in the, I think it was the Jack Marshman fight. Every time he threw something, he was talking. Come on, Jack. That's all you got. I want, I want this bonus. Come on, yeah. I'll give you a chance to win. Yeah. Didn't he even put his hands down and let him hit him? And then he started throwing uh, back. I don't know. I, I mean, he he stood still. Yeah. That <laughs> like was he, just like he did this time. He put his hands on his chest and stood in one place. And how fast <laughs> were the follow-up shots by Pereira? After the left hook, and he was already down. I mean, he was unconscious on the way down. Hit him with two rights in midair, mid mid timber. The one two. I was like, fuck that so fast. Yeah, man. That guy's scary. I watched a twenty minute documentary from MMA on point about Pereira, and I'm like, God damn, uh, terrifying. Um, yeah, Holloway versus Volkanovski. I too also had Holloway by decision. I thought the version. This is how the fights went for me. Like the first fight. Volkanovski definitely won that. It was pretty clear. Second fight, it was close enough. The improvements made by Holloway were very good. The adjustments were good. So you would think that he could just adjust a little bit more. But Volkanovski just leapfrogged him and lapped him in this third fight. And it is no question that he won all five rounds, in my opinion. I'd have to go back to watch it if, if Volkanovski lost any of them. And you got something that Volkanovski doesn't do talking to him mid-fight and he wasn't even doing it in a shit talking way he was just getting inside of his head because he saw what he was doing he's like come on max i'm faster than you come on i thought you were faster than like that was and he was and max may have improved a lot more since his last fight but volkanovsky was just ready for it and he improved and made looks made max look not as great as he really is oh. um yeah, Max is great, and you can just make a good fighter not look great by being that much better than him. Um, not discrediting Max, is just Volkanovski is definitely on his way to being now the greatest featherweight. It's, I mean, he has to win like fourteen in a row in the UFC, but he's coming up on it. They both beat Aldo, and then 
Vulcan obviously beat, beat Max. It, it's MMA math, man. So it's, at this point, it's just who can beat the win record. Moving up to 170, I know what your opinions are probably on that, Coach. You want that 165 division? Is that the one you keep wanting? 165, yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, that would make more sense if it existed because if you look at the, just the height and reach difference between him and, like, Poirier. But the next the next one up is 155. Yes. L- lightweight, yeah. 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 So it's only 10 pounds up. But yeah, I think he's too small for that, actually. I, I think he's – I think just on reach alone, which, I mean, I never want to – there are some short, powerful guys that can handle it, but – Yeah. The, the size but also the, the – forgive me for saying this, the, the talent pool is – deeper at 155 than 145. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't think Volkanovsky will do very well if he goes up. Just look at who um, he, you would have to fight. It would have to be in order like Gaethje, Oliveira, Chandler, Poirier. Like I'd be interested in him know. going down and taking the belt off uh, Aljamain, Aljo. I would love that more because Aljo, I mean, Aljo spoke up and said, I'd sub that dude quick. I'm like, I mean, maybe you are very good, and I will never question uh, Matt Sarah black belt. So, eh. Exactly. Eh. I, I like I. Eh. <laughs> my best Matt Sarah impression. Okay, look, I like I like Matt Sarah. All right, like the guy from like Long Island. He's the first Gracie black belt from America. All right, like give me a fucking break, man. <laughs> like the that was nice. Thank you. Nice. I listen to a lot. I listen to a lot of Mad Series, so I kind of got it down. Uh, <laughs> the guy's like an Olympic swimmer. They never. Oh, the hey, you I, uh, I'm sorry, you pulled it off. Back in the uh, back in my back in my day, uh, I, I fought some guys that trained with Sarah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nick yeah. Sarah. No, no, no. This was this was before that. This was, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. This, this was this was right. This was like right when Sarah, right before he got his black belt, and right after he got his black belt. That's that's how far back we're talking. We're talking like 1998, 1999, um, and the underground circuit that I was fighting in. A couple of his people that trained with him, I uh, beat the living shit out of. So. I believe, I believe, I believe <laughs> that. I believe that. Um, so yeah, uh, I would like to think that he could beat Aljamain Sterling. Probably. Oh, could. easy, easy. We've Aljo's never seen. Got, Aljo's got nothing for. We've never really, in my recent, in my memory if, right now, if Volk could make the weight. Yeah, if he could actually make the weight. Leg or something. I think that'll be. A, I think he'll make the division itself interesting more if he actually does. Really go down to, and yeah. I think he helped me. He'll actually up to part that division itself. I think, in my opinion, what would be and, cool? And a lot of fantasy fights will happen there. As if he drops down, takes the belt off Aljo, then goes up and and challenges at uh, at, at fifty five. Matt Sarah is doing the. He's eating. Uh, he's eating some pasta. Pasta, yeah. He's, and and talking some shit. Yes, he's. Uh, he does a podcast. Yeah, podcast, looking for a fight, and uh, pasta. And, I mean, he still trains with um, Ray Longo. His wife is now a amateur MMA fighter. Really? So, yeah, she just won a fight, too. Four really? kids. She's, like, 31 years old, and she just got into it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
No. No? You don't think becoming... Okay, wait, wait. So you don't think becoming... Okay. You have an issue with the age with which she is becoming an amateur. Yes. And and I have have an issue with... uh, Yeah. (laughs) 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 Well... Yeah, no, I um, I have an issue with moms fighting when they're too old to be start. You know, it's like, come on, you're you're too old to be doing this. I don't know. Fuck it. Do a, do a bucket list, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. I mean, what I, if she just is amateur? Like that could be in her hopes and dreams. It could it could be a bucket list. You know, hop in the cage, do it, get out. Yeah, but, I think uh, it's, I think she's just doing kickboxing. I don't know if it was MMA. I think it's I think she's starting at kickboxing. Um, even, but that's uh, pretty much all I know. Yeah, kickboxing is is rough. I mean, I don't know which organization she's in, uh, but uh, you Google. Let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, it's her wife fighting. Let's see what pops up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't really, actually probably not going to show up. Anyways, on to, to UFC 276. Like we were oh. supposed to be talking about. Yeah, which happens, you know, it's a, it's a show. Joseph it's a getting us off track about Matt Sarah. And yeah. a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't want hot dogs. Fucking Trader Joe's is closed, though. They have the best vegan hot dogs. Goddamn. Um, are they, are had- they, car- are they carcinogenic like normal hot dogs or? I think they're no so cancer like, added. Yeah, I think they're <laughs> um, main event. I had Adesanya by TKO KO round three. It was a decision from a professional fan with no kickboxing or striking experience. I'm going to think that Izzy fights like this when people are not coming at him full blast in the Kelvin fight. In the Whitaker fights, especially the Whitaker fight where he finished him, and especially in fights where Izzy finishes people, it is when they are bringing the fight to him. But if you lay back and are trying to pick your shots, he's just going to kind of do the same and take the night off. Does that sound sort of what his tendencies are, Coach? Um, I, I think if I, what I hear you saying is that he's a bitch. <laughs> And, yes. She fought. See? Oh, I thought you were talking about Izzy. Cage my IQ. She fought at the combat. This is a comment about Matt Sarah's wife, but I, yes. you know. What's going on, Dad? Thank you for coming in, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I think, Chris, I, I think you're right that uh, Izzy does best when he counterstrikes, when you give him pressure. Uh, but with his ego and <laughs> does yes. he look like yes he does yes he does. yes <laughs> uh, and the thing is listen if you're gonna if you're gonna be the style bender who is occasionally the gender bender and wear pearls and fucking <laughs> french tips i got, got, got wearing nail polish come on no, let's see <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta repaint them i gotta repaint them <laughs> uh, you don't do the French tips. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Least, hey, people know what that is. So, what does that say about us? 
<laughs> yeah. Now the thing is, if you're going to act that way and talk that way, you better fucking fight that way. Right. And he doesn't. He doesn't. Half the time, he's just pot shotting and running around, and and we don't want to see that shit. And it's a resp- it's a responsibility. Holding the belt is a responsibility. And 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 I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you're a fighter, if you are the champion, your obligation is to be the champion and to fucking fight and to show up. Fighting to win is very different than fighting to not lose. And yeah. So if you're going to be the champion, fucking be the champion. You need to get that printed on the top of your ceiling at the gym. That is MMA prophecy right there. If his opponent had come home, if his opponent had come at home more, him, come at him him more. I think think there could have been possibly. So the point, so what, what Sensei Claycomb is saying is, what you said. He had opportunities to finish the fight. He just didn't pull the trigger enough, maybe out of respect or fear. Uh, no, I think he was saying what you were saying is if oh. Cannonier push pressured him more, yeah. Izzy could have found the knockout. Yeah, it's very, I very similar to, I mean, this will add another 10 minutes to the conversation, but the Anderson effect, where if you don't press him, he doesn't press you. And, right. we, you yeah. know, I do blame the opponents in a lot of those fights where people thought Anderson underperformed. Talos Latest, Damian Maya. Um, those were also on them to press the fight. So, hell yeah! And Anderson finished his fucking fights. Like yeah. if you if you side by side, like people try to compare Izzy to Anderson, and there's no comparison. Yeah, no. Anderson no. finished the majority of his fights. And Izzy in, in does ways not. that no one had ever done it before. And yes. in ways that people are trying to and have emulated since. Yes. The switch stance knee he hit on Stefan Bonner in Brazil made no fucking sense. Because he was standing at him southpaw, standard. He was at orthodox. Chased him in, in mid-like punch, switched to southpaw, threw the left knee to the abdomen and dropped him. And it was his timing. He sees things. And no, there's, there's no style in Izzy's finishes. Okay, he can slip. And land a counter like on Whitaker. His yep. last finish before that, I think, was against Derek Brunson in like his debut. Okay, so this this graphic that's just, that's just his UFC career, yes, uh, uh, Ivan. Yes, yes. Yeah. I know Anderson better than anybody on the fucking planet, and triple those numbers if you count his entire career. Yeah, and in boxing now, he's he's boxing and he's knocking people the fuck. And out. he's not so... losing either. And the homie's like forty six, dude. He's older, and now. he's not throwing yeah. knees and flying punches. Yeah. Kicks and shit, like or thugs. Backward jabs, yeah. Is that, is that the thing? Is he hit with? Um, uh, I, I, he's Forrest referring Griffin. to Forrest Griffin. I, I said it first. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: I still have the ticket, and I was there when Anderson won the title against Rich Franklin at the UFC sixty-four. Yeah, mm. so that's a cool thing. That is a cool. That. That's a very cool thing. I love that part about my life. Sixty-four. Uh, Yes, because then I was also at 74 when uh, Couture knocked out Gonzaga. So, uh, Sensei Claycomb and I both know Anderson personally. So, that's kind of a cool thing, too. So, just yeah. There you go. He, 
<laughs> no one, no one will ever talk me out of him being my number one favorite fighter of all time. And good style That's, goes. Yeah, he, good. he's literally a video game character. That guy does absolutely. Absolutely. If you see things, if you see what Anderson does in a movie, you'd be like, "That's not real." And he's right. out there, and he's out there doing them. And yep. Izzy is not doing anything that makes him bend a style of anything. You know, honestly, like the thing is, Izzy has he has the talent. He has the natural gifts. He has the talent, and he could be better than he is, which is why I'm so hard on him. One of the reasons I'm so hard on him. Also, his personality to me is is very unappealing. Uh, so if you're going to be an arrogant, brash dick, fucking at least fight. At least yeah. back it up with your performance. Don't keep eking out these little fucking bitch-ass decisions. What's this? That's your updates on the rankings. The current ranking updates for... Those are, those are the only spots that moved on the entire card? Yes. So Jalen Turner is now ranked, which he probably should have been after beating... Uh, Man, Johnny, he should Johnny be Mitchell. ranked higher than that. Yeah, he should be. After, I agree. after that yeah. last performance, and after who he took out, bro. Yeah, yes. let me finish what I was going to say about Izzy, and I want to bring that up and just look at it for a second. Um, Izzy constantly says that I, even on my worst night, I'm the best fighter in the world. But he says that almost every fight. So when are we going to see this best fighter in the world thing? Um, I think that he is so good that he can take the night off and be like, like in that the performance, that style. Why would he try to be the best when I can beat you sipping coffee? You know, like, why put in the work when I could just beat you with a couple of punches here and there? And, you know, I just – I think he's trying to get out of the fight without sweating. And I think that he knows he can do that, and then he just does it. That doesn't make it okay. Yeah. It oh, doesn't make it okay. You know, it's like – yeah. And uh, so, hey, what do you guys think about his next fight? It's going to happen. It's the. It's, oh, it's the definitely game. going to happen. What do you guys it's think? It's going to happen. Yeah. All the wheels that were set in motion were to set up this fight. Pereira got past Strickland. Adesanya got past Cannoneer. And that is probably going to happen maybe the January, December 31st card. That makes sense. I am, not gonna, I am not disagreeing with what, you know, Sensei Clay Combs just said right now. I yeah. uh, agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I'm not disagreeing so, with it. You have, no, you have I want to debate that. And then you have to measure the caliber of, and I'm not going to get too much into this because I, I don't know what side of the coin is correct. The caliber of the opponent each one had are absolutely the strength of schedule. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. agreed. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Like are the caliber of Izzy? Izzy is not the caliber of Izzy's. You know, no. Nope. So. Izzy is not. Man, he's not even. He's not even he's close. No, nope. not even close at all. Is does he get knocked out? Does he get knocked out by Poton again? Wait and see. UFC 290. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Promoting there you it go. now. I'm UFC 290. in the making. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm going to – Let's not – no, let's not answer it. But it, it's out there, and uh, we will we will talk about it. And, I can't uh, wait. I, think, I, I can't think wait. the general consensus of people want to see it now. I Everyone think, wants to see it, but is yes. it actually going to happen? Right. That's and the I, biggest question. I think Biggest people question. are going to get on the Alex Pereira train all the way into that station. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go out early. Uh, absolutely, Pereira is gonna KTFO Izzy. Uh, 
Izzy's like, this is not kickboxing. This is MMA. No kidding. And Pereira's better at MMA than you are. And he's better at kickboxing than you are. And he's beat you twice, and now he's going to beat you a third time. And the guy doesn't say anything. Nope. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, bring up the um, that ranking thing you had over there. Yes. Now people. Anyways, um, I win. I'm the new champion. I have like 800 points. I got eight out of 12 correct. One perfect. And um, new. I technically got eight out of eleven correct because it's you still O'Malley of one of the hey, twelve. As long as anybody but Alex hashtag anybody but Alex. Thank you. At least it stays <laughs> in the house. It stays in the house in the COD family. There you wait, go. Uh, wait, you did wait. Wait, what? You, what? What about Sugar and Pedro? So when they when the tapology report comes out and I got eight out of the twelve fights correct. Yeah. One of the twelve fights. The. Tw- you know, the of the twelve still puts the O'Malley fight, but since that was a no contest, I technically got eight out of eleven correct. Oh, okay. It, oh, because work. you did you did predictions for the prelims also. Yeah. So I got eight out of the twelve booked fights correct, but eight out of the eleven that actually happened correct, which I should be in Vegas right now putting money down. There you so. go. So uh, with uh, I, I I picked Pedro by murder death kill. We didn't get to see that. What was the next fight? Uh, Brian Barberina and Robbie Lawler. Yeah, I got that one right. Uh, I think I even... I don't remember what round I picked, but uh, I I did say he'd lose by TKO. Then the next fight? Uh, Pereira and Strickland. I got that one right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Oway and Volkanovski. I got that one wrong. Uh, and then I remember your pick for main event, so don't lie to us. And then, and then main event, I thought there was going to be a freak accident. I thought it was going to be a doctor stoppage. I thought, I thought, and I hoped Izzy would injure himself on Cannoneer. Uh, (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) That would have been way more interesting to see than what we saw though. huh? So the biggest question, where was Dana White? Was he doing this? (laughs) um i don't know where dana was that night he might have just been backstage talking to vince the whole time uh where where did this take place it was a t-mobile yeah oh because yeah i mean dana was in vegas so i mean he lived he has a house there for sure so he was definitely there but he was yeah he was yeah um Mick Maynard was putting belts on people. Uh, I mean, which makes sense because he is the Australian booker. So to put it on the Australian fighters or yeah. New Zealand, whatever. Yeah. That, so that does kind of make a little bit of sense. But Dana also, wasn't. yeah, but also Dana is start. He's he's organizing things so that he can slip out. Right. And he's putting people in place to replace him and in many different areas. So. Yeah, Maybe McManor is, is going to be our belter for, for a while. Yeah, and that, that's all good because, I mean, back when it was just him and Joe Silva. <laughs> and Jan, and he probably was. I'm not going to gatekeep, but I don't remember specifically. But I know you can find out where Dana White's favorite pizza place is in Vegas. And it's not a name brand. It's I've, I've driven by it before. And I remember seeing it. And, uh, yeah, so he was probably there. What is uh? What does it mean to gatekeep? 
that means that if you know a spot, you keep it secret so it doesn't get crowded by other people. Like, oh, I know this really good taco spot, but I'm not going to post about it so people don't come and like blow the spot. Oh, uh, okay. And you're not doing that or you are doing that? I, I wouldn't do that. I just don't remember the name of the place. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I, I hate gatekeeping. Like Joe Rogan is like, oh, I know this really good taco place in the Valley, but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want people to go. I'm like, I want tacos. Fucking talk about it. Oh, uh, I gatekeep all the time. Yeah, you're all good. <laughs> no, that's um, mine. That's yeah, mine. You don't up, need to know about that. Fuck you. <laughs> bring up that, that ranking picture you had. If those are the only four moves, yeah, Pereira definitely goes some up. Was he literally unranked beforehand? Yes, he was um, unranked. He, he was not in the rankings. No, wait. Who did, uh, who did uh, Andre Muniz, who did he fight? Uriah Hall. Uh, Oh, yeah. What did you guys think of that fight? Typical Uriah Typical. Hall fight. I mean, like, he was losing on the feet, and then he got smoked on the ground. Big yeah. time. Big That's time. kind of – the poor guy, like, just can't catch a break. He just can't – it, it has never, to be it, – it's just – it's all mental. Yes, it exactly. He's a, he's, he's, he's a head case. He's a yeah. head case, and he, he never got it fixed, and uh, he's had too many different – too many different coaches saying too many different things and he never got to the root issue of of his you know original wound of his trauma uh he needs psychotherapy and and uh about the uh, the adam selig fight where he killed that guy and he felt really bad and he's just never been the same since uh there's i mean there's that there's uh apologizing for ending fights early um there's saying oh well you know never fight never fight with rage well i mean that's good advice don't fuck don't fight with rage but uh <laughs> yeah <Hell> no <laughs> no because breaking chris weidman's leg with his eyeballs yeah yeah <laughs> right He's yeah no like uriah hall could be one of the biggest disappointments because of his unbelievable talent and potential that he just could never get he could never get his head straight and could never actually go beast mode or god mode and actually show us what he could fucking do every now and then we got a glimpse of it but man he he could have he could have been a real fucking legacy champion like he could have really been something but he just couldn't get his shit shit together so that's funny with the guy that went up in the ranking and now we're talking about the guy that lost. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Bring it, bring it back up again, Ivan. Uh, I love that guy. Uh, that was a tough fight for him. It was against, that was a hot uh, mess. That was yeah. a fucking hot mess. He, it was, it was who did he Brad fight? Devars, Brad DeVars had no right not getting finished in that fight. Yeah. And all kudos to him for sure, because that was Drikas's fight to lose. Um, and I think that was an eked out decision. Because if I remember correctly, Drikas was winning that fight pretty handily, and then it really swayed back in Tavares's direction for a minute or two, and then back the other way for the rest of the fight. Um yeah, so um I'm I can't even Drikas, I don't know. I don't know. Duplices, I don't know how to fucking say his name. you nailed it really really uh green really immature uh not 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 emotionally or mentally immature but his skill set 
and his tactics and his strategy was his game gamesmanship was immature where brad tavares is another one that's man in fight years brah you're you're over he's and, he's been around right? a minute. I mean, he was on the Ultimate Fighter, like right, like fucking like season twelve or some and, shit. Hold and Tavares is also. I mean, oh my god, I was off by one. <laughs> How did I do that? <laughs> Sorry, that's so stupid. I need to get live, bro. Definitely, de- de- definitely, definitely. A little Rain Man reference, bringing it back around for you. Def- I, definitely, guys, that was a shot uh, in the dark. Just, <laughs> twelve years ago. And he had been knocked out uh, a few times since then. I remember his head bouncing off the floor on a couple yeah. of those. Well, see, Brad Tavares is another one of those disappointments where he's got so much potential, so much natural talent, so much charisma, and he never really, uh, he never really got his shit together to get up in in the rankings. Yeah, the way I he mean, really he had the potential fighting. to do. He's 34. He's been fighting a pro since for 15 years since he was 17. Yeah, uh, and he's kind of permanently a gatekeeper at middleweight. Um, exactly. And see, the thing is, 34 is a reasonable reasonable age to compete. Except in fight years, fight years, as I've said it before, fight years is like dog years. For every one year that you fight, it's like seven years for normal people. So in fight years, Tavares is uh, what 83. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's literally dog ears. It's, it's yeah. Um, especially in MMA. Yeah. And then we are. But I like him. I like him. Yeah, like him. He's, <laughs> he's like a nice guy from the Ultimate Fighter twelve years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we obviously talked about Jalen Turner, who the future is his. Like, it's yeah, all, it's all up to what he can do. Um, and he moved up. He's at welterweight, right or middleweight? Sorry. No, he's smaller. No. Bring that up again. He's smaller than 85. Lightweight. lightweight. Jalen Turner's lightweight? Holy yeah, he's 85. Yeah, he's, right? And he's, he's like... 6'4", like, like, right? Uh, yeah, he's like 6'17 or some shit. 6'3", 155. Yeah. That is, and this is another Rain Man reference, Corey Hill level numbers. There you rest, go. Rest in peace. Let's find out how tall that guy was. 6'4", 167, which I think he did fight at 155. Six, now, who the fuck is Corey Hill? He was the first leg break in UFC. He was on the Ultimate Fighter, very slender African American man. The first leg break uh, against um, not Dale Hart. Who was it? Uh, Turner moved from welterweight to lightweight. Oh, cool. He was Dale Hart. Oh my god! <laughs> he. Uh, I'll bring up a picture of him, but he was the first leg fracture, the Anderson Silva style. His happened. Mm-hmm. Years before that, you may not remember what he looks like. No, nope. don't remember what he looks like. Have no idea who Daryl Hart is. Dale Hart, come on. No, nope. I think uh, Dale Hart also lost by spinning back kick to um Russian guy with the fucking Brock Lesnar physique from Russian or uh Dennis Seaver. Dennis Seaver, yes. German, 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 right. born in Russia, raised in Germany. Come on now. Okay. I did not know he was born in Russia. That is uh, definitely a fact. Makes more sense why his last name is not German. Let's see. What's a good picture of him? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Corey Hill. Man, we are going off into the weeds tonight, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
who was uh uh who was the hawaiian that was also really uh tall and skinny and uh kendall grove there you go kendall grove he's four 170. move up the middleweight when you turn like 30 though see that i haven't i have no concept of who that guy is no worries Nine. and then uh you're gonna love this next picture That first leg fracture in UFC is not loading the way it should. Wah, wah. Yeah, right. See, uh, Turner, yeah, Turner adding training from Gracie's to pair with his boxing made him big threat. I don't know. That didn't stick. Ah, Whatever. Sensor. So who's uh who's Daryl Hart or Daryl? Dale Hart. He was just um, just a random one fifty fiver who um. And Corey Hill wasn't. Uh, well, Corey Hill being the first leg fracture in UFC history. So ah, okay. And look at that! I got it right. Del Hart did lose to Dennis Eaver. It was really naked choke. I thought it was a spinning back kick. Uh, back yeah. when he was pitching everybody yeah. with it, but he hasn't fought in twelve years either. So that's that. Um, but yeah, Jalen Turner. One, I thought he was one seventy, one eighty five, just based on that height alone. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know he looks at he looks like he's that big. Lightweight. Uh, so he moved up to fourteen from non ranked. Um, Connor McGregor ranked number twelve. Alike. So, so do you guys think uh, that Volkanovski should be pound for pound number one right now? I don't think he should be number one. I think he should be maybe two. Um, well, you, like, why you think Guzman's better than Volkanovski? Usman, okay, no, Volkanovski is number two. He is um, number two, but I think he yeah, should he, be number one. You think he should be number pound. one over Usman? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Mm. Number three, I think Charles should be higher. I think Charles should be ahead of uh, Izzy because he's beating harder guys and finishing them. Thank yep. you. He should be. He should be at three. Yeah. I think um, Oliver should be at three. Holloway in is eight. six. So yeah, okay, that makes sense because Poirier did beat Holloway. Um, Ngannou is on a pound for pound. I mean, Fury is number nine, and he's only fought two people. Yeah, that, that's okay. Whatever, whatever to that. I yeah, that's the, that. This that uh, I, rankings is debatable. It's debatable, and 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 it's a it's a fantasy fucking. Well, yeah, you know it's rankings are 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 suspect to begin with, but then when you start right. throwing around pound for pound fantasy bullshit, whatever. And, unless we go to ultimate ultimate ten, and have them all fight each other one night, it's never going to be decisive. That's a good idea. All I, I could like say is that no weight classes, is... no time limits, no surrender. Yeah. yeah. The just bleed guy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, do they get to to tag team or double up on Nganu? Well, this uh, would be in Russia. Or do they get to actually hit the scales? Like no, I want to uh, see Davidson Figueredo versus Francis Nganu. We've seen it happen before in the Figueredo character one. We saw um, who was um, – the punk Ikuhisa Minowa beat, you know, like CM. Uh, he beat Zuluzinho. No, you don't book book no idea who you're talking about. Okay, so Ikuhisa, again, the punk Minowa is a Japanese pro wrestler fighter who, in pride, his role was the underdog and he would always fight the wild, he would fight like Emmanuel Yarbrough's, okay, Zuluzinho's. He was like 170 pound Japanese pro wrestler who would beat up the giant Brazilian. Okay. 
the whole man choice. That was his character. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it is possible that someone like Davidson Figueredo could beat Ngano. Uh, no. No. no, because well, not. I mean, in Japan, it's possible. Yeah, in Japan, anything. In Pride, possible. Yeah, anything possible. is possible in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, seeing uh, what so have I you guys see... seen Quest uh, grappling? No, team, team, uh, team uh, no, no, no. It's uh, so it's a five man tournament, and oh, I... you, you pick five people on your team, and you have a weight limit for those five. And you could distribute the weight across five people in any way you, that you want. So you can have oh, a huge sure. guy and a small guy, or you can average it out. That's what I'd like to see for the pound-to-pound -pound elimination, right? Yeah. So Engano is Engano is two eighty-five. So you can have two guys that weigh the same as Engano and put them in there with him. That would, yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe in video games. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going we'll to let you guys know that I have to go to the little boys' room real quick, so I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm wearing pants. Wow. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, I mean, well, Clay Cooper, just his comment about, you know, Volkanovski, you know, after what he saw last night, he, he's convinced that he could go either up or down in the weight class. Yeah. I would yeah. like to see him more in, 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 with Sterling. I think I really feel that he, he can make that class elevate where it is. I mean – I think he, he can make it up to par more, and especially he can fight like the likes of you know Sterling, Peter Yon. We could mention, I mean, Jesus, I mean Jose Aldo, of course, Sanhagen, Marlon Vera. Like, yeah, I don't think any, I don't think any of those people that you mentioned really have anything. Peter Yan could present some challenge. For uh, for Volkanovski, if Volk but you know if he could even make the weight, that's that's the other thing. And then if he were to, to it would take quite a while for him to to yeah. lose the weight, and then it would be challenging for him to get go back up. But I think it would be interesting for him to drop down, take the belt, defend the belt at forty five. Go up and try and take the belt at fifty-five. I think that would be really interesting, but uh, who knows? Because what what else is there for for Volk at one forty-five? I mean, there really isn't nobody in there. I mean, I mean, who do you have in the rankings? I mean, you have Ortega at two, Emin at three, Rodriguez at four, Qatar at five, uh, Allen at Arnold Allen at six, Chanson at seven. And, and the fight before this one felt like it shouldn't have happened. Right when he fought, right. fought the Korean zombie, it's like, oh, is this just a place filler? You know, it, it wasn't. A, it didn't feel like a real title challenge, right? Right. And he's already fought Max three times. Yes. Right. So yeah, it's 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 a frustrating situation to see to see that happen, and and it's also it's kind of disappointing that uh, <clears throat> forty five is such a strange weight class. It's mm. it's it's really an odd duck, you know, where thirty-five is very saturated and fifty-five is very saturated, but forty-five is just fucking weird. Yeah. That is. I mean, there's really nothing nothing in that class for him. I mean, in a in a weight class anymore. I mean, what else is there him for him to prove? I mean, the ones that I mentioned in the rankings, who else is yeah, but they're 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 not 
you know how Dana will see it. They're not like name fighters that will purchase, you know, that will get the audience to sit, you know, on their seats and purchase tickets. Just there isn't, and it's right. unfortunate, you know. Yeah. So, I, I man, see the thing is, Volkanovski is a little short for one forty-five, but he made it work. But at one fifty-five, bro, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Looking and and mind you, we don't have a champion either because that's this vacant title still. And I mean the lightweight. The Fiza fight this Saturday. That's not for a belt, right? For the one this Saturday for Fiza and Los Angeles. Oh, it's Los Angeles. Never mind. I thought it was. Yeah, no, no, that's not no. Regular fight. Wrong Brazilian. That's racist. I legitimately thought it was Oliveira for a second there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. It would be cool to see if there were more master fighters in their skill sets in each division. He can clean it up already, and no one else have left it in that level. Uh, see, he, he, he says the same things I say, just in a much more sophisticated and graceful manner. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. I love it. I, love it. Uh, I mean, so what can we grade? Honestly, we can literally all say that this event is was not the best. I can say that it, for me was not. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it overall. I'm talking about the main card. I'm not even speaking about right. the prelim no. or the early. The main card was fucking baller, except for the main event. What yeah. it was dramatic. It had knockout. Well, it means besides the Sean O'Malley in the main event, every other fight was good. So two out of five were, were bad. But the other three, I was entertained thoroughly. I love the finishes, the drama in the Max Holloway fight. Because you don't know as you're watching a fight what's going to happen in the end. You're not bored until it's over. Just yeah. like how it was in the Adesanya fight. I was not bored until it was over <laughs> and then I could reflect on what had just happened. Um, <laughs> no, I was, I was entertained by that main card until it was over. So that's all that counts for me. I'm not going to go back and rewatch those two particular fights. <clears throat> were, I, were, you, were you entertained with the Izzy fight? I was... I was, as I was, it was annoyed. As it, I'm only entertained because of I still know that I don't know what's going to happen until a fight's over. Look at the Frank okay. Mir Pro Cup fight. That fight sucked until the last two seconds. And then I was like, oh, fuck, that was awesome. And sometimes a finish like that is almost worth sitting through 14 minutes of bullshit to get to. Because, you know, you don't know you're sitting there on edge the whole time. You're like, all right, this is kind of boring. This is kind of boring. Oh, fuck, that's a head kick. So I expect that to happen. And then I have to wait for the fight to over to have an Who, uh, The Brazilian that KO'd. With the head kick, the guy that you were just talking about, um, uh, so the the Gonzaga, yeah, no pal, yeah, Gabriel Gonzaga, yeah, he yeah. had a fight, his second, first or second fight in the UFC, where it was just fifteen minutes of, yeah, that was rap. Um, that was uh, Jordan something or something Jordan, and then. Uh, and they were disengaging. They were like pitter patting, and they're nothing happening, nothing happening. And then out of nowhere, it was Superman, a Superman punch, right? Superman punch yeah. and a KO. Blop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jordan something. I definitely know I'm close. I mean, I know what he looks like. He had like the the braids and large fellow. Wow. Um, one moment. So what do you? So what do you give it, Coach? This this event. What do you give it? Kevin Jordan, Superman punch. Oh, nailed it. Very nice. Very nice. The Oracle. 
So uh, Sensei was surprised at how tall some of the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, how tall some of the lighter. Steve was a middleweight and I was off by 40 pounds. What? I said the Jalen Turner fight, like I thought he was a middleweight and I was yeah. off by 40 pounds. Yeah, crazy. So um, I was, I was, I was disgusted with uh, Skittles. Um, I also felt like Pedro underperformed, even though he was winning the fight. I think he, I think I just, I know how good Pedro really is. Um, and that, that ain't it. Um, then Robbie Lawler for me was a little bit disappointing, uh, because of who he used to be. Um, and who was he fighting? The kid that he was fighting really not special really not not talented not technical he's just big and tough and okay and that can only go so far um then the next fight was that pierre uh potan was that strickland potan the yes. next fight yeah. yes okay that was kind of cool to watch um and then max and volkskanovsky was was cool to watch and Izzy was disgusting. So uh, two, three, three fifths of the card was very disappointing. So yeah. very indeed, indeed. I yeah, I have to. I agree. It just and I wish that it, the main event was better. But the the matchmaking, like Robbie Lawler, I love him, but come on, man, he's like. Right. And for uh, actually, uh, uh, sensei, it, it was more than that. I think it was a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Biden inflation. Um, come on, man. Come on, man. At least it's cheap compared to filling my gas, filling my gas tank. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they could, I think they should have done better with the, with the matchmaking, uh, to actually make it better fights, you know? Yeah. I don't know if they were trying to make a star out of Cannoneer or just, unintended cannon fodder for izzy yeah i i think that that, that they just kind of had to they were just doing what they had to do until they could get potan in there right and if potan doesn't doesn't ktfo izzy ufc has a problem they've got yeah. a problem they've major got, problem yeah they got a stale loaf of bread on top of the counter that it's just like i, I think they're making a lot of the marketing of izzy i don't think they're using his fights to sell his fights they're using obviously his personality his swagger that the character that exists outside of the cage to sell what's I, in the cage identity politics yeah yeah and i think i think the opposite will be true if Pereira wins about where they have a a guy who doesn't do any media doesn't have any kind of personality to market having the belt and dana hates that a lot more than having a charismatic boring fighter but however, yeah, but, but however, though you have now something exciting, something new, and yeah. that, that 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 should give that weight class. He doesn't right, care. Dana just, does not care if he has a boring. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm not disagreeing with that point of view, but I'm just saying, like for us as fans that you know like the sport, it's something you know. You know, be, be really new. cool is is if uh, Potan knocks out Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> if, Potan, if Potan knocks out Izzy and then immediately retires <laughs> and says, you know, I just wanted to do it one more time. Yeah, I just wanted to beat him fun. again. I'm done. 
<laughs> and then they leave the belt vacant. And uh, as you were. <laughs> um, that's pretty much all my thoughts. We covered the rankings. We covered what's next for uh, a lot of the main card. Some up-and-comers. I am new Capology champion by Landslide. Sorry, Maris Brothers. Just hand that belt over here. I'll take that. That's right. I have your belt right here. I, I acknowledge you. I have it right here. <laughs> Tribal chief. The Tribal chief. I have it right here. I acknowledge you. you. UFC 277 is July 30th. I can't wait. A lot of fights on there I'm excited for. Um, we're going to talk about it the Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday before that 30th. So um, I'm going to see you guys on the right. podcast. I will end. Uh, what about, do you guys want to do, do you guys want to cover the a ABC one? Ortega, yeah, Rodriguez, Michelle Watterson, Amanda Lemos. I don't even know Link. what that is. I don't even know what that is. That's next Saturday. I'm going to be in Ohio, so definitely not. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm going to do no potting that day, that weekend. I'm going to be out fucking. No, I know. You're gonna I'm going to be, be in jail, essentially. <laughs> I mean, literally. Man. <laughs> well, I mean, closing thoughts. Anyone else, coach? Any closing thoughts here? Not really. I think we wrapped it up. I think we, uh, you know, I think we're good. Uh, yeah. Skittles. Skittles is a scumbag. Izzy is a bitch. That's that's pretty much it. To this day. To this day. <laughs> hey, I yes. know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sure. wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Sensei Claycomb is a, a karate purist, uh, one of the few true Shotokan uh, senseis in America, uh, but definitely in California. And he is very particular about what is actually karate and uh, what is just called karate or karate. I don't even know how to say it wrong. Um, so Wonder Boy is not karate, that's American karate, which is no such thing. Karate is Japanese or Okinawan. Um, that's like the fucking uh, and the oh, and ones? see, she calls herself the karate hottie, but she does fucking taekwondo. So, the, what the what's fuck? the um, the, those terribly awesome movies from the 80s, American Ninja? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was my hey, man. That shit was so bad, it was good, yeah, yeah. Back when you actually thought there were ninjas and ninjas are real, and I yep. want to study ninjutsu. Everybody, everybody died in quicksand. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. I appreciate everybody did, for coming did in. Did you today. ever, you know, those uh, the the ninja shoes that they sold in the back of like Black Belt magazine? Did you ever order one of those? No, no. I remember the Chuck I Norris. Did. I remember the Chuck Norris karate jeans, the action jeans too. I did. That's my point exactly. I did. <laughs> were, were they, were they, the, uh, they were like the they only had picking the, jeans. They had the one toe sliver. They were black. The shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I they, they were made out of canvas, and they had a little. And they I were used to, I used to read absolute dog shit, magazine. but I I ordered them and then never had any chance to to use them or wear them. But you never went to you never went to Roadhouse bars. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> And I was 12 years old, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate everyone for the comments that came in. I love you guys for everything. We appreciate you all for tuning in here on this wonderful recap. Well, not wonderful, unfortunately. Still got my ninja started up. We made the we made we made the pay per view worth watching. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> of course, we have a new reigning, defending, undisputed topology world champion of the director himself, and he will be defending that. Belt on for July 30th, UFC 277. And of course, we're looking forward for that card. And I'm looking forward, even for that, even for this Saturday's card. There's a lot of great fights coming up this Saturday. Of course, you do have, you know, Los Angeles, you have a Visive, and of course, you have Brian Ortega and Yara Rodriguez on ABC. So maybe we'll see. I mean, if the coach is down, I'm down to cover for the ABC one. At least to get the you know get the MMA world going. You guys do whatever you want. I'll be I'll be fucking not doing that. <laughs> You'll be on vacation. I know. Oh, hi. <laughs> don't forget to follow and subscribe to Coach Rage. Follow me on social media. Description is right below. Make sure you follow EYR, ladies and gentlemen. The best division right there. Oh, good shit. And he'll bring that rage in that cage. He'll teach you some pain. It's especially Sensei Claycomb, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is right. And don't forget as well, because of what the director was saying, that he'll be on tour once again for all you metal fans. July 15th, of course, in Ohio. The director will be there opening up Friday for Corn Papa Roach, 3-8 Grace. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. So it's going to be a fantastic 3 Are you on all three, all, three, all three nights? No, we just play uh, Friday, July Faith 15th. destroyed Friday night. Yep, that's uh, that's our set. It's at um, like 3.15 to 3.45, so perfect timing. Absolutely. So uh, if you did not get your tickets, too bad, because that baby that is sold, sold out. out. It is sold <laughs> out, baby. So down, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All for us. All That's for right. Us. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a moderator, of course, the is what I've been seeing with my hosts, with the most from coast to coast, the director himself, the director, Mr. Mr. Fake Destroyed, Chris Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the, co the coach with the most as well that brings you a lot of this shit, except for uh, Izzy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we need a show in Cali. There you go. We yeah, are. We may have something at the Viper Room coming up pretty soon, so don't worry. Awesome. Oh, awesome. That is right. So we will catch you guys on the next one. All right.